0: In 1801, British expeditionaries began to ransack the Parthenon, Greece’s most famous landmark, an ancient temple sitting t- atop the Acropolis. Now, in 2020, Greece wants their marbles back. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Back From the Future. I’m Sir John Kocher and today we’ll be looking at the controversial history behind the Elgin marbles. Way back in 447 BC, an architect named Phidias was constructing Athens' peace to resistance, the Parthenon. It was designed to show that Athens was the centre of Greece. At the time, Greece as we know it was a collection of warring city-states, including Sparta, Thrace, Macedonia, Crete and Athens. Athens wanted to establish itself as the best of these, and seeing as they all worshipped the same gods and spoke the same language, it made sense for Phidias to build a huge temple, the biggest in the Balkans, so even the other states would have to admire Athens' piety and riches. In truth, though, Athens wasn't rich. The parthenon served this purpose for a short period of time. In the late 5th century BC, Athens were more focused on fighting Sparta in the west and defending against Persia in the east, all while maintaining a democratic society and keeping up their crumbling economy. Persia came and Persia went. Alexander the Great then conquered the entire Middle East, but that fell apart too. Greece was then conquered by Rome, and Rome ruled Greece relatively peacefully compared to how it go- governed other countries like Britain. The Roman Empire fell in the 4th century AD, and Greece became part of the Byzantine Empire, but Greece became one of its most crucial territories. Byzantium fell in 1453, after centuries of struggles against Seljuk Turks, Mongols, and finally... And most crucially to this episode, the Ottomans. It fell after, I think, nine Crusades. The Ottoman Turks conquered Greece in 1460. This was quite strange because Greece had been largely Christian since about first century AD. This Ottoman invasion is quite important because in in 1683 the Parthenon was critically damaged as the Turks used this as a fortification in a war against the Republic of Venice as the path is atop the Acropolis, which is a tall hill giving the Turks the high ground. Three of the four walls crumbled, ancient statues were blown to bits, and over the next few centuries the marble rubble was scavenged for building materials and was looted. After a, about a century later, the Earl of Elgin of Britain was given the role of Ambassador Extraordinary and Minister Plenipotentiary, Of his Britannic majesty to the sublime port of Selim III, Sultan of Turkey. I know, only in the British Empire, that is a long title. He went to the government after being sent to the Ottoman territory and seeing the Parthenon, and asked for permission to cast and draw the wonders of the Parthenon. They said no, so he did it anyway. When there, he heard of Turkish plans to burn it for lime, which would be used for building. Seeing as he wouldn't be able to complete casting the marbles and statues, he took them so the turkey wouldn't be able to burn them. He took statues and freezers from the temples of Athena and Nike, and from Propylaea and the Erechtheion. Although Elion took the marbles for conservation efforts, he intended to use them to decorate his home once he finished casting them. However, a rough divorce forced him to sell them. <laughs> Although he received higher offers from other countries, including Napoleon, he sold them for lower than it costed him to get them, so he actually lost money, because he sold them to the British government. This is an example of a British sense of imperialist superiority, which we also saw the uh, controversy over the Korinod diamond, which is a massive diamond stolen from India which weighed 93 carats before it was cut by the British and put into the crown jewels. India has long demanded these back, but Britain has denied. And we'll get onto how that parallels the Elgin Marbles later. One thing that has been a subject of contention within the Elgin Marbles dispute is the legality of the excavation of the Parthenon. Elgin claimed to have received special permission from Turkish Sultan Selim III, but when further probed, probed he was unable to produce documents to pr- to prove this. Later on. Elgin produced what he claimed to be an Italian version of the English document, which was seemingly lost. This has been seen as very questionable, as people believe it's a forgery because it lacked the formalities used in documents referring to the Turkish Sultan. The modern-day equivalent of basically what these documents said is um, uh, calling Donald Trump bro, or calling him by his first name, That's that's basically what this document said. Because uh, in, 80- in the 19th century, you had to call the Turkish Sultan uh, your supreme leader or something. Vasilis Dimitriades, a professor of Turkish studies at the University of Crete, said that any expert in Ottoman history can confidently say that the document was fake. However, a docu- the document was recorded in a parliamentary report, which argued the opposite and said the obviously fake document was real. Parliament probably did this because if the document was in fact fake, they would lose the Elgin marbles, which are really cool and look, for, look nice next to the rest of their stolen stuff, including the Burmese uh, tiara and the Koino diamond, as well as mi- millions of pounds worth of, of uh, diamonds from Rhodesia. Basically, the, the British lied about the authenticity of the document because they wanted to flex. Parliamentary records, however, show that they didn't even look at the document, because the guy who was testifying for his house. It's pretty pathetic. In June 1816, Elgin sold the statues to the British government for £35,000. Previously, no one actually wanted them because they were in bad condition, but in 1816 the British excavated Egyptian ruins after the British installed a puppet government in Egypt and conquered Sudan so interest in the classical world spiked, and the poem Ozymandias is testament to this. Lord Byron opposed this movement and called Elgin a vandal and a bandit. Sir John Newport agreed, saying the Honourable Lord has taken advantage of the most unjustifiable means and has committed the most flagrant pillages. It was, it seems, fatal that a representative of our country loot the those objects that the Turks and other barbarians had considered sacred. So that's not completely accurate, but you get the gist. I mean, he was saying that the Turks worshipped the Parthenon. That's obviously not accurate, but you know, the, the gist and the spirit is there. Another controversy Greece is angry about is that during the illegal excavation, Elgin dropped his huge statue of Poseidon, larger than life, and it was destroyed just through carelessness. Also, in extracting these statues, Elgin caused irreparable irreparable damage to the Parthenon as a structure, so what was actually left in Greece was critically damaged. After the marbles were stolen, Greece fought a war of independence with Turkey, and Turkey once again used the Parthenon as a fortification. The Turks melted the Parthenon to make bullets, so the Greeks, who had lost nearly all of their antique relics, gave their bullets to the Turks to minimise damage to the remaining ruins of the Parthenon. The artefacts are now in the British Museum. During the 1800s, pollution damaged the artefacts and many more relics were broken when museum employees tried to clean them. In 1937, the museum tried to clean the marbles. However, they did not know that the marbles were originally brownish, not white. If they tried to scrape off the brown, but if something is brown, you can't scrape it off. They caused critical damage to the relics in in the process, just through ignorance. The Brits didn't even take responsibility after they realised their mistake. They blamed it on the weather and said the damage was exaggerated for political reasons. In 1961, a schoolboy on the school trip broke off on the legs of one of the statues depicting a centaur. In June 1981, a figure was damaged by a skylight which fell onto it. And now, in 2020, Greece is in trouble. For 10 years their economy has been in decline and their population has been rioting, with low morale, and it's been so bad that Greece sued Iran for 80 million euros over which happened in 500 BC. And now, with Brexit, Greece may permanently use, lose the Elgin marbles. Their argument for the return of the marbles to Greece is that they were obtained illegally, that they culturally belong to Greece and that they would not be further damaged by the irresponsible British Museum if they were returned to Greece. The ruling Conservative Party of Britain uh, right now, however, has denied Greece's request, but Labour opposition leader Jeremy Corbyn has not ruled it as a possibility. I emailed the Conservative Brexit Secretary Stephen Barclay, but he declined an interview. I also emailed the British Museum, but they declined. However, they did give me an email response as opposed to a telephone call. And the email response is quite interesting. I'll read it out now. Dear Sir John, Thank you for contacting the British Museum. Unfortunately, due to the volume of ongoing commitments, our curators haven't aren't able to assist with your request directly, however you can find the museum's position on Parthenon sculptures on our website. The sculptures in the British Museum's collection were acquired legally over 200 years ago with the full knowledge and permission of the legal authorities of the, of the day in both Athens and London. We believe that the sculptures are a vital part in the interconnected world collection the museum displays to, the, to a global public of up to 6 million a year. We enjoy cordial relations with our museum colleagues in Greece and are always looking for ways in which we can collaborate further to study these wonderful and important objects. So you can see that that answer is sort of biased The the bit that I have a problem with is... They said they acquired the sculptures legally. And if you've been actually paying attention to this podcast... um, You can tell that that is obviously not true. Because the documents are absolutely fake. And they didn't even look at them in Parliament. And anyone can tell that they're fake. So they used fake documents. And they are illegal. And they basically ransacked the Parthenon. And dropped tons of stuff. And... Destroyed it. So... Yeah, you can. That that is not a great answer, and I'm kind of disappointed in the British Museum. But I can understand why they would say that, because, like I said earlier, they do not want to lose the Elgin Marbles. Uh, Once Brexit uh, Brexit deal has fully been negotiated, there's basically no chance of Britain getting of uh, Greece getting those marbles back, and that's kind of sad, actually. Um, Most people would say the conservative hoarding of the Elgin marbles, as well as the Kohinoor diamonds and the Burmese rubies, are the dying screams of British imperialism, and I would say, I would agree with that. Um, It's the last cry of the British trying to, sort of, sit, they don't have the colonies anymore, obviously, but they're trying to salvage what they took from the colonies whilst they had them, and... I think they should return the Elgin Marbles. Almost forgot, today we have to do the week in news. This is the segment where Sir John looks at the week's news and reviews the last week's news and sees if his uh, predictions are correct, and then makes predictions for the developments that will happen in the, over the next week. And next week we'll look back at the predictions and see if they're correct, and so on. But yeah, so John, uh, I just look at the news and uh, explain the historical backgrounds to it. So in this week's news, we obviously have coronavirus. Um, Boris Johnson has shut down all schools in Britain and has recommended that all non-essential travel has uh, should be shut down, basically. So you can see that this is not going to be good for the next year or, and the world isn't going to recover from this uh, very soon. I thought this wasn't going to be a bad thing, but this has turned out to be much bigger than I thought. Um, so you can see how uh, Britain and other governments shutting down non-essential travel is going to affect loads of things. So, hospitality and entertainment industries are going to do really badly. And that's just not a good thing, because that means that when you come back in, when this all blows over in 2020, like, when you come back from quarantine in 2021, or whenever you come out of quarantine, you're going to see much less barbershops, you're going to see much less music festivals, much less concerts, much less cinemas, theatres, and generally, uh, things like that, they're gonna do really badly, so, um, yeah, this is not a good thing, uh, I mean, I'm, I'd be surprised if any of you thought it was a good thing anyway, but this is not a good thing, um, the other bad thing about this is people just aren't listening, um, i did say this last week democracies cannot control their populations it's really hard so there are people who literally the same people who don't believe in like climate change and stuff like that they're just going out and doing going about their normal day to day life. and the other problem we have is bulk buyers so there are people going out and buying tons of stuff in bulk because they think that the food is going to run out but it's obviously not mad max So actually the problem in the supply chains isn't the supply chains themselves, it's actually the bulk buyers. And therefore, the whole problem of supermarkets running out of food isn't something the bulk buyers are protecting themselves against, it's something the bulk buyers are actually causing. So just a tip, and please don't do this, just don't bulk buy. It's really horrible and it's inconsiderate to everyone else. You're not going to run out of tins food unless you make it run out of tin food. And the other thing is, people are going out and bulk buying because other people are going out and bulk buying, and therefore they think that if the bulk buyers get there before them, there'll be no food. And it's caused a train reaction, so yeah, I have a personal grudge against bulk buyers. They've ruined it for everyone. Um... The other thing I've done is, you can actually make your own hand sanitizer at home, so please go and do this. Um, I will link the wikiHow link in the description, and yeah, I'll link that, please go and do it. It's not very expensive, and I don't think stores are going to run out of rubbing alcohol and aloe vera, so I think, yeah, you should be able to. That's one thing they're definitely not going to run out of. Yeah, so in other news, we also... There isn't actually much other news. That is pretty much it. That's stalled everything. Um, They've shut down the NBA. They've shut down... I'm pretty sure they've shut down... Champions League. uh, Loads of music festivals have shut down. I think Coachella's been moved. Or just shut down. I was actually... We were... uh, I was planning on going to two concerts in March or April. And they've been cancelled. So... It's not looking good. So stay at home. Wash your hands. And... Be careful. The one more tip I have is, uh, face masks don't particularly work. They're better than nothing, but actually the thing people should be doing is what they're doing in Japan. So you don't hear on the news about loads of coronavirus cases in Japan. and There's a reason for that. What Japanese uh, population have been doing is, instead of leaving it up to everyone else to look after you when you're sick, when you're sick, you look after everyone else. So you wear a face mask, you make sure you're clean and you clean up after yourself. And that is the reason why Japan's been pretty well off, apart from that ferry full of like 100 people with it. Um, That's why Japan's been pretty well off. So face masks don't actually protect you from coronavirus. Face masks protect other people from you if you have coronavirus. Because they stop the saliva particles getting out. So if you have a cough wear a face mask, if you don't have a cough, don't bother bulk buying face masks. so yeah um that's it for this week be sure to send me your opinion on this controversial issue and uh, like subscribe and follow me on instagram uh back from the future podcast and yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode um because of coronavirus i understand lots of people are going to be at home more and so am i so i'm probably going to be making more content Um, you might see a few bonus episodes, so stay tuned, and season two coming soon.